Hello and welcome to episode 176 of Navigating the Modern World. I'm Kimberly, I'm your host. Um, if you want to know a little bit about me, I am just really honestly a normal human being. Um, I currently in my life am relatively fixated on Buddhism. Um, as a practice, love it so much. And some of my favorite books around Buddhism is um, Food for the Heart by Ajahn Chah. And currently right now I am reading I'm reading a Titnat Han book. Hold on, let me make sure I want to make sure I get you the exact right name. Um, the Art of Living: Peace and Freedom in the Here and Now. Super good. Um, Really, the point of this podcast is just to honestly process life, talk about life, and especially modern life, and talk about how I incorporate Buddhist psychology and philosophy into my life. And today, today's podcast, who knows where it will go. If you've listened, you know that my podcasts can go in a bunch of different directions, but today I wanted to talk about loneliness and I wanted to talk about kind of its opposite as well, which I believe is like connection to everything. And so I had this really interesting experience this morning. So I've been training and running and um, it's so hot here in Arkansas. It is so hot. So pretty much to get away from the heat, you have to run really early in the morning. So I started running this morning at like 5 a.m. And especially if you're doing longer runs, because it's just, I mean, honestly, by like 9 a.m., it's too hot. Um, Anyway, so I started running at 5 a.m. And, you know, at that time, it's just dark. And I love to run the trails around here, so there's a trail that I run often, so I went to that trail. And, you know, it's really, really interesting. I don't know if anybody who's listening has hiked in the dark or has run in the dark or, you know, just done things alone in the dark, but it's like a little scary. (laughs) Um, It's weird, too. Like, I do not really feel that scared of the world, but the area of the world that I live in is growing a lot. And with growth, there is, like, just a lot more stuff happening. A lot more crime, a lot more, like, just stories of weird things happening to people that I know. So it's just, you know, it puts you in a different kind of headspace where you're just maybe, like, I feel like I am more cautious or want to be just, you know, really, really aware, hyper aware of just like my surroundings and, you know, being smart and all that kind of stuff. The same way I would be if I traveled anywhere. It's just now I'm doing it in my hometown, which is weird. Anyway, so I, you know, I'm like running in the dark and I'm not, you know, I don't listen to music or anything so I can have my ears. And also, honestly, it's just better. Like music definitely distracts you and that 
part is helpful, especially on long runs, but there's something really cool about going through the massive roller coaster ride of a long run and having nothing to distract you except for just like, you know, really having to work to just move through the roller coaster, the ups and downs on your own. Um, anyway, so I start running and it's dark and I was like really feeling alone. Like I was like, oh man, it would be so nice if I had somebody here with me. Cause like it, it like just brought up some like feelings of fear and, um, and so I was just kind of noticing those feelings, noticing those feelings. And also it makes you run faster. I don't know if you've ever been <laughs> on a run. It's just supposed to be a casual long distance run, but then you're like, I am running way too fast for how long I have to run because I'm a little scared. Uh, so that's how my run started. And it started up a big hill, which is also just hilarious. But uh, so I started feeling just like really alone. And I kind of like touched into that feeling as I'm running and just like touched into like the fearfulness that I was feeling and just like, you know, being very curious about it. And then what happened, this really interesting thing happened that I, you just can't help it, especially if you have a headlamp on, like, you know how little bugs are like attracted to light. Well, I just like tons of bugs, like attracted to my headlamp. And I just was like noticing, I was like, man, there are so many bugs. And then I was noticing also just other animals. There were tons of deer, but it was really cool because the deer were like laying down in like the tall grass. So I could see their eyes and I could, the reason I knew they were deer is because they had like their ears. So when I pushed my light to them, their eyes and their ears. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's like a ton of deer laying in the grass. And then this bird, so this really interesting experience. I've never had a bird do this, but <clears throat> a bird was like acting interested in my light. So it just kept swooping really close to my face, like to try to like get, swoop through the light. And as all of this is kind of happening, as I'm early in my run, I just felt this like really deep sense and almost like an understanding of like, you are not alone. You are not alone. And it was really cool because I also, as my headlamp, you know, is like showing light before me as I'm running, there's like a bunch of little eyes in the grass. And it's like there's bugs, there's there's little creatures in the grass, there's deer, there's this bird, there's noises, right? So I heard like some owl noises, like there's the sound of like bunnies jumping in the grass because, you know, I'm like running near them. Like I just became so hyper aware that I was not alone. And right on the tail of that, I became just so hyper aware of how supported I was. Like my foot, every time it like hit the pavement, like, right, like clockwork, I was like, oh my gosh, like the earth is supporting me, this concrete, this dirt, these rocks, 
this, like, it's all here supporting me so I can have this experience. And at times when I'm running, so it's kind of near a body of water, so at times it would get cooler or, like, there would be, like, a cool breeze coming off the water. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm also so supported by this cool breeze. Like, it's it's already, like, it was, like, almost 80 already this morning when I was running. So the cool breeze felt so supportive, so good. And the air, you know, I just was like, wow, all this air too, it's supporting me so I can breathe so that I can run so I can get out of breath. And it's supporting me so I can, you know, my body can continue to function. I just felt so not alone. And I felt so supported. And it was just like such a profound experience where I went from feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm alone. I wish that somebody was with me to just this deep awareness. It was like, you know, in Buddhism or meditation, they call it like opening your awareness, opening, opening up to the bigger truth that we are connected to everything and that everything is working in tandem with us. Well, so I went from that run and I went from the run and I went pretty soon after I showered and stuff and I went to see my grandmother whom my grandmother is she is in hospice and she will probably die within the next maybe 24 at most maybe 48 hours and I've been going to see her and this morning I was alone with her my boyfriend came up there with me so it was him and I And it's kind of nice being up there on my own because when you're not on your own, people want to talk to you, like your family, which is so great and awesome. But it was really nice just to, like, be with her. And I was feeling this feeling of confusion because no one else was up there. And I stayed up there for a while, and I was, like, kind of wanting to leave But I began to feel this overwhelming feeling of like, I don't want to leave because she's alone. And like, I don't know if I get emotional, it's just because there's like some deep sadness about, for me at least, like, I feel like it's such a vulnerable thing to be a human. It's like you're born, you're in this person's belly, you're like born, oftentimes we're like ripped out of the vagina or the belly and we're we're just like sent into this freaking crazy world as a human and we're like crying we don't understand we can't feed ourselves like we're so vulnerable and then at the end of life that vulnerability returns and I would say we're always vulnerable but it's just like you're hyper aware of the vulnerability and you know my grandma is unresponsive pretty much and she is like her breath is really labored and really slow and you know you're kind of watching her like oh is she gonna breathe again you know it's like you kind of can't tell and then she takes this kind of like breath and I just was like watching her and just like oh my gosh like she 
is doing one of the harder things that I think we'll do in this life, which is like giving up the body, giving up our life, letting go of everything. And I just like was having such a hard time leaving because I didn't want her to do it alone. And I kind of sat there and really I, you know, I don't know any of the answers of any of this. It's more like this mystery, you know, I kind of kept thinking like this life is so freaking weird. Like it's so weird. My grandma's laying in this bed. She's in hospice. Like she cannot, like she is breathing on her own, but like she hasn't eaten or drink water in days. She is literally starving to death and she is, who knows when the last breath will come, but it is very near. And I'm like, what is keeping her alive? Is it the body just going through the process of dying? Is it her? Is she working out something spiritually? Is she wrestling with things, even though it seems that she's kind of comatose? Is there something else happening? Is she wrestling with things? And like, you know, I had to keep connecting to this place that I was in in my run. And like, Kimberly, she's not alone. Like, even when she leaves, she's with you and you're with her. Like, there is something bigger going on here. And it's, it is like a little bit overwhelming to begin to wrestle with that the truth is, is like, you know, I was like thinking about even... So some background, my grandma, like, I swear to you, if there is like an angel walking the earth, it is my grandmother. She did nothing but serve people. My grandfather was a preacher and he worked for like the school as a janitor and she didn't have a job. She raised children and she just literally cooked for people, took care of people. And, you know, for many, many years towards the end of the end of their life, took care of my grandpa I mean, she is just a caretaker through and through, and she spent her whole life just loving on people, taking care of people. Like, I don't know if I've ever really heard her complain. You know, if anything, she's constantly just trying to pour life and positive energy into people, and it's pretty admirable her life like I think about it I'm like wow it's so different than my life and I know that there are intricacies about her that I don't know you know I would say I I know that she probably feels like she failed in some ways and that she did things she regrets in some ways like she had all the same human experiences that we all have but she's just a really amazing human you know it's like really sad it becomes really sad when really amazing humans leave the earth and I just you know I don't know why I just feel this deep interest in that we as humans we all feel alone and maybe it's like you know we have the experience of loneliness we have the experience of being alone but when I connect in or I get still enough or I connect to something within my heart or something, you know, deeper than 
what my mind is telling me or what my body is experiencing. There's something else here too. And it is that my grandmother will live with me. She will live on with me forever. Like I, I, there's so much about me that is, that is born out of me witnessing her life. And there is so much that I would say she contributed to my life, the way that I want to be more giving, the way that I want to be less attached to this world and the objects or items in this world. Like the idea of renunciation or, you know, she embodied all of that. Love, care, modesty, moderation. You know, she she really lived in this unique way that I think maybe more people used to live this way and it's just less common nowadays, but it in some way inspires me deeply. And it's so interesting to begin to think about And, like, it is also interesting to think about, like, she is technically dying alone. Like, she's doing, she has, she has to go through this alone, just like we have to be born into the world kind of alone and be confused and vulnerable. It's like, that also does exist. It's interesting, this, like, this experience of, like, I was running alone in the woods, you know, I was alone, but I'm not alone. And it's like, she is dying alone, but she's not alone. And have any of us ever been alone? And yes, we are alone, but are we alone? You know, it's like this really complex, interesting thing to think about. And I think a lot of times when we feel lonely, it can almost feel overwhelming or it can feel, you know, there's like, for me, it's like a heaviness in my chest. Like it feels like a heaviness in my chest. And I think sadness often comes right along with it. And it's interesting because it's like, I want to, I want to be with those emotions. And also, can I open up my perspective and really be curious about that? Maybe I'm not as alone as I think that I am and really connect, open up my awareness and connect to the reality that I'm super supported and that I have all of these beautiful things around me that are sharing this space with me. And it's such an interesting thing to kind of wrestle with or to think about and to really think about it. And I, you know, there's this beautiful poem that I, I want to end this meditation with. And it might take me... Um, it might take me a second to pull it up here we go here we go okay so this poem is called everything is waiting for you and it's by david white who if you have not read his poetry he has some beautiful books of poetry he also has this really fun i can't remember the name of it right now but he has this really fun like coffee table book where he just like writes out these very thoughtful poetic definitions of words 
which I really love. I think it's called Constellations. Actually, I'm like almost 100% sure that's what it's called. Okay, so in the in the kind of spirit of pondering loneliness and pondering being alone and pondering opening up to something deeper or just as real, just as truthful. Here's this really beautiful poem. Everything is Waiting for You by David White. Your great mistake is to act the drama as if you were alone. As if life were a progressive and cunning crime with no witness to the tiny hidden transgressions. To feel abandoned is to deny the intimacy of your surroundings. I love that line. To feel abandoned is to deny the intimacy of your surroundings. Surely even you, at times, have felt the grand array, the swelling presence and the chorus crowding out your solo voice. You must note the way the soap dish enables you or the window latch grants you freedom. Alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. Alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. The stairs are your mentor of things to come. The doors have always been there to frighten you and invite you. And the tiny speaker in the phone is your dream ladder to divinity. Put down your weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. The kettle is singing even as it pours you a drink. The cooking pots have left their arrogant aloofness and seen the good in you at last. All the birds and the creatures of the world are unutterably themselves. Everything is waiting for you. Everything is waiting for you. Ah, I don't know about you, but that's relieving. It's so interesting to me, the complexity of this life. There's like, everything is like, you know, this paradox of like, we're alone, but we're not. It's hard, but it's also beautiful. It's painful, but pleasurable. And like, I think for me, being able to hold both can sometimes be challenging because I think the mind doesn't know what to do with both. It's like things aren't as black and white as we want them to be. And this gray area is sometimes really uncomfortable. But I want to remind you that even in this moment, if you're listening to this, I'm right here with you. 
I may never meet you, we may never see each other, but I'm right here with you, breathing. Literally just focusing on one day at a time. Being with my pain and sorrow. Learning to open up more and more to pleasure and joy. And I'm just right here with you, walking through this life. And so if you found yourself here and you are feeling lonely, one, I get it. And two, I wonder what it would take for you to think through and connect to that maybe you aren't alone. Also, Thank you for being here. Whether or not you realize your presence here means a lot to me. So thank you. Until next time.